0: Oh, hey, y'all, it's Monday. Time to start a broadcast week. And I'm glad you're here for those of you who have showed up early or on time. I don't know, on time is early, early is on time. Depending on if you've been in the military or not, you'll understand <laughs> what that means. Uh, I was not. My my wife was civilian military. So, you know, she understood that being on time meant you were actually early. That's not us. That's not me and Super D. I'll acknowledge that. Anyway, we got a lot to do today as we crank up this week's broadcast. By the way, I hope you enjoyed Ryan Cole's interview. Uh, yeah, we heard from the uh, Boise event. That was great. And then Super Don and I had a nice heart-to-heart chat on some subjects as well. So y'all check that out at Robertscabbell.com. We are going to crank it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty. I know we got a question about tinnitus. I'm gonna, I've got some stuff to talk about there. Uh, Forever Chemicals, the stuff about the Nobel Prize being a scam. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Darren Post talking about what goes on behind the scenes at school board meetings among woke Democrats. I have to say it like it is, it's just unfortunate, but we're gonna cover that as well. So, I've given you time, share the show, robertscabell.com slash listener, wherever you are in the chat room, say shout out, say hi, where you're watching or listening from and we'll uh, we'll crank this party up for health, freedom and healing liberty right about now.
1: The Robert Scott Robert Scott Bell Show.
2: the voice of health, freedom,
1: and liberty, the Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: All right, y'all, here we go. Another uh, broadcast week begins. Technically, it begins on Sunday for us, but uh, uh, we've switched the schedule around, so it feels like Monday is our beginning week, which is Pretty normal for most people on a Monday through Friday schedule. With a little bit of bonus time on Sunday. The Robert Scott Bell show is on com slash listen. We have uh, a number of uh, uh, stories. Super Don has called the news and I see that he has sent out a newsletter this morning. Speaking of him at, at, in the third person like he's not here because he is here until Friday when he heads to the beach. I'm already warming up for that. I don't know what that's going to be like, but uh, it's going to be great for you, Super D. So I'm happy about that. coming. <clears throat> what do you mean what it's going to be like for you? Without you, it's. Just-
1: I thought we were gonna do like an uh, uh, an encore or something like that.
0: Oh well, I was just thinking, you know, I could do something without you, but it'd be it wouldn't be the same. I I think you're right. Either a pre-record or encore for Friday. Let's figure that out. Yeah. All
1: yeah. right.
0: We'll talk about that too coming up. Uh, we have a new guest, Darren Post, joining us from what is it, Gloucester somewhere? Gloucester, yes. Yeah. Not in England. <clears throat> which we'd say Gloucestershire or something strange like that. For those of you on UK health radio, make fun of us all you want <clears throat> Americans uh, Gloucester, but uh, talk about s- some crazy, crazy shenanigans on school boards. Uh, he's revealed some stuff that uh, this is probably happening everywhere, but this one got the light of day. You know, we talk about open records and sunshine disinfectant. They don't we, like
1: we, you and I just listened to this just like minutes ago. Oh, yeah. And we were both going, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> these are adults, right? These are the adults in the room that are supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, taking you know, in charge of the children. And it sounds like the children suddenly took over the meeting.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. It's like they, they had never graduated high school or middle school for that matter. Just very, very disappointing, very embarrassing. But that's why probably they're ticked off at him. Uh, he wouldn't go along to get along, and he felt like, you know what, I. I, I'm here for you know what I think is
1: yeah, listen you got to give them props for standing yeah. up in, in an area i I would assume because I think this is a Massachusetts isn't it uh, uh yeah. w- in, in an area that uh, in a in a place where it seems like anyway they it is just staunchly liberal mm-hmm. and here you've got you know this uh this conservative guy in in the school board trying to do the right thing for the kids and and just getting hammered
0: it, it's really Oh, man, it, it shows you the just ravenous anger that is on some within some of the political left over the issue. A few, of-
1: quite a few. Do you notice at one time they were like the peace loving yeah. flower children, right? Yeah. You know, make love, not war, man. Um, and, and now it's just like they want to just, they're, they're just extremely violent, it seems.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just getting a message from Emord got to talk with him after the show all right
1: um so anyway he'll be he'll be here an hour or two
0: we'll talk about that you know what i want to talk which about?
1: which is our bridey hour by the
0: way yes. oh that's right we're simulcasting with bridey on right. um my boxing kickboxing fitness regimen routine now honestly i don't do this to brag this is not my intent as much as super don thinks it is <laughs> this is really to tr- to try and relate to you what is possible at any age, especially with the things that can help you besides consistency in doing something, it doesn't have to be what I do, but something to move your tushy, to really use that physical body that you've been given this temple while you're here. And, uh, the role that are, I believe that cardio miracle plays in that as well. I wanted to share this with you. Super Don, can you show that picture, uh, that I sent you? All right, here it is. It's, um, this gives you an overview of the workout afterwards because you wear this monitor. It tells you where your heart rate is, your heart rate. Uh, and and it gives you a, based on your height and weight and age, it tells you about what your optimal is. Okay. So today this morning was the challenge of the week max out challenge, which happens, I don't know, once every three or every six months. And you've heard me talk about it. That's the one I like to win more than anything else of all the ones I won last week on the jump rope. Uh, and you know, it's, it's kind of cool. I'm 57. I'll say it. The body I'm in is 57 and I was chronically ill for the first 24 years of my life. So I had to fight and regain health that I didn't even have, even though as a young person, I willed myself to do things as a young athlete. Okay. So I, I'm putting all of this in context. Now, since I've been at the gym and then I started the cardio miracle, what I noticed that each time the challenge of the week was the max out challenge. I think i won the last two or three in the, in the gym. Again, Think about this at 57 versus people that are in their 40s, 30s and 20s. And what I want to point out before I tell you where I'm where I place as of today. Anyway, as of this morning, each time I did it, you see that the super on, you see that yellow zone. That's the optimal zone. And I was in it for two minutes and 40 seconds. That is you're you're working out, but you're not too hard. Like if I went up to the next level, it would be red where you're mm-hmm. not getting any point pulse points. And in the pulse points you see up top are the 62 I got. My target, my goal is to get 60 pulse points in nine rounds. It's hard for me to do that. As I said, the challenge of trainers is to get me up to that yellow zone to have that uh, pulse point workout because the efficiency with which my heart is pumping, the blood, the oxygen has is, is gone up tremendously since I started with Cardio Miracle. Also added in, of course, the Sovereign Copper and, you know, the things we've talked about for years. So I didn't have anybody yelling at me to work hard today because uh, Rachel, the trainer, was leaving right before I, I, I showed up. And I'm enjoying what, what I call, remember after the Cold War, there was the peace dividend.
1: I've heard, heard of it, yes.
0: Peace dividend? Well, I'm calling what I got the post RE graduation sleep dividend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was- okay
0: my wife is especially loving it. So I was like, All right. I usually we get up when my wife would, you know, she was up early. So I would know, okay, get up. And now it's like, she can sleep in. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. So I'm going a little bit later, at least recently. So, mm. on, so no one was there to yell at me. Uh, the trainer, Tim, he's great, but he was like, just give me your number after each round. So you max out each round to sound like, and I almost did 2000 uh, reps, if you will, over nine rounds in various different exercises, which is As close as I can, I think I've gotten to to 2,000, I think, yet. So I've gotten better each time. But if you notice that yellow zone is much lower where it used to be when I did that max out, the yellow zone would be maxed out. I don't know if I hit the red zone the first time trying it, but it's more in the green because of the efficiency with which I can put maximum effort out without stressing the body and the heart to the extent that you would normally think for the effort, especially at, quote, unquote, the age my body is. Now I showed up there this morning, and uh, Amanda, who's like super fit, she's seventeen years younger than me. She's strong. She's such a nice lady. She's married to, a, a, I think her husband's a what do you call it, a bishop or something in the local ward or whatever where we live. And LDS, just, you mean? Yeah, yeah, they're LDS, yeah,
1: yeah she's, that'd she's, be a bishop.
0: Such a sweet lady, and she's like it. Her nickname is the Mandalorian, Amanda, the Mandalorian, and she uh, she's like, looked at me and she's, I walked in, she had already done it. She's like, Oh no, Rob, you're here. I was hoping you wouldn't show up this week. Cause she's afraid that I would beat her. I'm like, we were, we we're pretty much neck and neck at the top of these things. And I'm like, look, I'm going to try my best, but I don't know what you got. So I'm just going to go around and do my thing. And at, at the end, I felt pretty good about my numbers, but I wasn't sure. Like on the, uh, what is that? The speed bag. I could have done better. I wasn't as coordinated today. That's kind of where I think I lost out. Regardless, I was like, we're within, I think 20 reps of each other. She won for, I'm gonna say she's the women's champion. And at this point, I'm in the lead for the men. I may not, it may not maintain that way. It likely will, I don't know, but I'm happy. She's 17 years younger than me in incredible shape. I'm not upset at all (laughs) that she will win the totality of it. But again, I relate this to you to explain that I was doing pretty well, but working my tushy off to get to these reps a lot in the yellow zone, maybe borderline red at the early stages and now barely in the yellow. And I, I don't know, does that make sense? I'm trying to relate the benefit that I have received from the cardio miracle formula significant in the midst of doing good things. Cause that's why I was reluctant to take it. I'm like, dude, John Hewlett, really? Do I need it? I'm all organic. I supplemented and you know how long it took until you tried it and your migraines went away. I'm like, Oh, okay, this sounds interesting. And then I started it and then I've seen a tremendous gradual, but tremendous improvement even in the levels at which I thought I had achieved. So even though I thought hey, I'm pretty good, maybe a little cocky, I got on the cardio miracle and it's taken me to whole other levels of fitness, functionality, et cetera. And that's what I wanted to share opening up the show today, Super Don. And uh, anyway, I'm glad you take the uh, cardio miracle as well. My only concern, as always, and we're public about this, there you, there's your cardio miracle, is that you finally get out and move your tushy a little bit. Because you're, I know you're standing up, which is better than the sit-down radio we did. Dude,
1: do you think, like, at the end of the show, I just, like, get into, like, a wheelchair, and I, like, roll myself across the
0: I'm just thinking you just jumped the, jump the house, house, and I just,
1: just kind of just, just... Nap. Yeah. I I wish I I wish that were true.
0: That's not what happened.
1: I wish I, that were true. I, I I do every once in a while I get an afternoon nap in, but yes. it's rare. Right. Um so yeah, no, I'm not I no. I I do not get as much exercise as I should. I will well, I will I should no I will thing. confess, but I I'm pretty busy. Yes. I know. I'm pretty will. busy doing stuff, so, you know, Experience. housework and walking around and watering the garden and
0: mowing the lawn and chasing the grandkids around i do love the lawn (laughs) stuff you're doing in the garden and i do love the fact that you chase the grandkids around i just you know um, my concern for you my brother is selfish no i get it i don't really care about you i just want you here no
1: (laughs) obviously you you don't know how to push the buttons you know it's just what would you do
0: (laughs) no it's just the genuine concern that you'd have for anybody you care about it's like yeah. Up the fitness a little bit. That's all I'm asking. And and again, I know I'm like some people will say I'm crazy obsessed. I just enjoy it. But the thing is, you know, not only is the time factor, but it's finding out what you enjoy doing because not everybody enjoys doing what I do. I wouldn't enjoy other things that other people do for fitness. Like I'm not a runner. I can sprint. I just don't enjoy running. But jump rope. I can do jump rope, which is equivalent to running, apparently. But I I stop jump roping. and I try to run. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I'm just saying, that that's me. Uh, but Anyway, I just... Maybe I should get, like, a treadmill or something, right? I could put that in the office in the back here. Do and... you think you'd use it? I mean, the thing is about treadmills, people use it for a week or two or maybe a month or two, and then it's done. You're like, I'm over it. That's yeah. the history of treadmills. If you've, got, if you've had a different experience than me, let me know. I
1: mean, when I go to the gym, that's usually what I do for cardio. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're not cheap, though.
0: No, no, they're not. I mean, you can get them used, to, and I think that's probably the best way to do it. By the way, I did sell my old beat up garage refrigerator over the weekend. I was happy about that and replaced mm-hmm. it. With another one. Somebody, it, these things, uh, the best way to get stuff is used. You save a lot of money. There's, it's just amazing what you can get that way. I know a lot of people don't like shopping that way, but it's like you, you can make that dollar that can buy le- less and less stretch a lot. Further. Yeah.
1: You know, whether it's Facebook, we well, it used to be Craigslist. Craigslist is like, nobody uses it anymore from what yeah, I understand.
0: I it's like Facebook, has yeah. a marketplace, a marketplace Facebook
1: marketplace. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You find good deals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then you can give good deals. I was happy to be able to do that as well. Uh, so that was an unplanned opening today on the Robert Scott Bell show. Thank oh, you. There for you go. Me, yeah. uh, I know uh, people are like, well, what's the news? Tell me the news. I don't want to hear about you anymore. Um, RSB. Trump crazy. just landed in Miami. What is he doing? Going. He's to on his way war. over
1: to face federal charges.
0: Another indictment. Yeah. Do you think uh this one will stick? I mean it's, it's- based on what I've read, yeah,
1: I'm concerned, I okay. think so. I think that you know the first time around they 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 tried it, and I think they learned from what they did wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think this time they've meticulously put this thing together in a way, mm-hmm. and the evidence that I've read mm-hmm. I mean obviously it's just it's just what they've said like- you know nothing about accuracy on this. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it it does not look good. So I guess we'll see, we'll see what happens.
0: But the obsession with stopping him from running, uh, it, it it shows evidence of somewhat of a banana Republic that anything that Trump has done or they allege to do, a Democrat president has done or is doing (laughs) right now. And it's like, really, does anybody not see through that, that this is, you know, partisan politics at its worst. Uh, so I think what we're dealing with here is, uh, to uh, some degree of distraction at the same time I, I come back to the, the adult in the room right now has to be Bobby Kennedy has to be Robert F. Kennedy jr.
1: Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting seeing the, the shift and the change that's happening mm-hmm. with the media coverage. Yeah. Cause at first it was crazy anti-vaxxer guy that just came out of the basement, you know, and is just, you know, just, ignore this guy he's he's a fringe nuisance uh but i i think it's interesting to see how fox news mm-hmm. of all outlets right a democrat is running uh for for president and fox news has nothing but just amazing wonderful glowing supportive you know thing you know things to say about him mhm you know, it's 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 very interesting to see that you know Fox News is the Republican conservative station, and all of the Democrat ones, CNN, MSNBC, you know ABC, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're they're just like, oh, forget that guy, don't pay attention to him, you know, whatever like that. And Fox News is sitting there, they're interviewing him, they're bringing him on the show.
0: Now you you can argue what that Fox news is the Republican channel and they want to screw up the Democrats, but, but I'm like, you know, Fox news, isn't what it was before, you know, by getting rid of Tucker Carlson, for instance, I mean, it shows you that it isn't what you think it is at the same time.
1: uh, Tammy Bruce was on Fox news this morning, singing the praises of RFK jr.
0: As well. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, And so. I, as I said, the adult in the room, someone who has matured, uh, you know, through his lifetime to be a, a very calm voice, a reasoned voice, uh, of course, one that's steeped in history, not only because of his family history, uh, but more so than that. As I said, I look forward to getting him back on again. Where's Kevin Tuttle? Uh, see if we can get him booked. Uh, Bobby Kennedy. I've got questions for him, but I, I'm, I'm liking it more and more. And this doesn't mean that suddenly I say, oh, if we just had Bobby Kennedy's president, everything would be right with the world. Any more than I said that with Ron Paul. Certainly would have loved to have him there. But there's so much inertia and momentum against freedom, against constitutionally limited government, as you know, uh, that it's a a battle for the ages, if you want to say it that way. Now, what about the battle uh, for COVID uh, injection labeling? COVID injection labeling. The Hill has got an article by Peter Doshi, who we've had on the show many years ago. It's been a while. I'd love to get him back on. Linda Westila and Kim Witsak, their opinion contributors, but they're all scientists. uh, And uh, they wrote a letter to the FDA with evidence, uh, you know, concerning the the labeling guidelines associated for the COVID injections. And um, things that we know, pretty much most people know at this point now, like viral transmissions. uh, There's no evidence that it reduced whatever you perceive or believe that would be transmitted in COVID. Uh, The shots don't do it. The injections don't do it. And so these uh, FDA, current and former FDA advisors and academics around the country tried to uh, fix it by asking the FDA to make critical changes to the official product labels. And four months later, they got a 33-page response letter denying almost every single request, which if you read it, it's, it's, it's so ridiculously reasonable, and it's so based in what's now in the public domain, so to speak, of knowledge about what the shot can do and what it can't do. Including the adverse events that manifest following the shot that cannot be plausibly denied, in a sense. And like uh, adding in, like in Europe, the European regulators added heavy menstrual bleeding as a potential vaccine adverse reaction. We covered that. Many women had described that, even women in menopause who had stopped cycling that found the the, uh, bleeding that was uh, recurring suddenly out of nowhere. And the FDA says, no, no, and that's not not proven, not proven. And remember, w- what's on the label as far as the FDA is supposed to be doing doesn't mean definitively it's 100% causally linked. It just has to be, you know, some kind of temporal and reasonable. There's an assessment by the advisor saying, hey, yeah, there's enough of this going on that we should list this versus, no, we can't, we don't have to list it because it hasn't been proven to be 100% causative. And that's not the, that's not the litmus. That's not the level. Federal law requires that product labeling lists adverse reactions that recipients may potentially experience. And the FDA is saying, no, 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 only when we identify a true causal relationship will we list it. They changed the rules midstream to protect the manufacturers, which as we learn more and more about that, it wasn't even Moderna and Pfizer. It was defense contractors working in the Department of Defense that then said to Pfizer and Moderna, here, we're going to give you this gift. You just s- sell it like it's yours. And you don't realize this was a a weaponized injection from the from the word go, the entirety of it. The, this is, a, I, I don't know how much more evidence you need to realize the FDA is a rogue agency. And I would talk to Bobby Kennedy about things like this if I had the opportunity to do it, where his his uncle president john f kennedy said he would want to you know sp- spread the you know cia to the wind right eliminate them arguably the fda is doing similar or even worse things by not protecting the american people from dangerous and harmful drugs in this case injections that they call vaccines mrna technology to the to the tune of Potentially hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of deaths, and I'm not exaggerating. Now, the FDA was, already, excuse me, get a little emotional about this. If you, if you just step back and think about just base baseline, 100,000 plus people a year dying due to FDA-approved drugs, for instance, and then we go to the expanded realities. If you've ever read Death by Modern Medicine by Carolyn Dean, you know the numbers are are, are maybe seven or more times that, 784,000 Americans a year. And under COVID guidelines, emergency use, et cetera, we might be talking million to millions of people needlessly dying due to what the FDA approves either officially or unofficially through EUA. And, And I would say, you know, whether it be Bobby Kenny or anybody that had influence there, why wouldn't you argue that the FDA needs to be disbanded and 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 you know thrown up into the wind in a sense if you believe in the the, the sanctity of life and protecting life, the FDA has no uh, legitimate claim, I believe to, to to protecting human life, much less animal life. Now if you want to point out you know, one or two incidences that they say, oh well the FDA did something good here, the states. The state level health agencies, et cetera, have much more ability to be connected on the ground level to do that, which the FDA may have once in a while, like a broken clock done right to do without the FDA and to promote what Jonathan Emord calls ah, freedom of speech. not he only, he doesn't only call it that, but you know what I'm saying that actually supports it, including commercial speech and to utilize statutes against fraud, deception, et cetera, forced coercion that predate the FDA and exist just fine without them, we could actually engage in taking down the criminals that are promoting garbage, dangerous products. And most of them are coming, guess what? From the officially sanctioned pharmaceutical industrial complex, pharmacia sorcery. I think that's pretty clear now. And then you have a White House that is so clearly out of touch with scientific reality. And apologies to any uh, people that consider themselves Democrats right now that try to defend the Biden administration on anything—it's just embarrassing. I would say just stop, but go ahead, and reveal yourself to be patently unscientific as well. Article here from the uh, is is showing that the White House has sent out guidance mandating face masks, social distancing, for unvaccinated at college athlete day, despite. Despite the fact that Biden signed a bill earlier this year ending COVID-19 national emergency, and of course, Congress was voting to end it as well anyway. And the White House is now saying it inadvertently sent out this guidance. So what's the story here, Super Don? Did they send it out? Did they mean it? Was it an accident? Whoops. Did they really mean that if anybody comes on College Athlete Day to celebrate NCAA men's and women's championship teams from Division One, Two, II, and Three are they really engaging in masking and distancing again, despite the fact that none of that has any scientific validation to support it?
1: Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh, You'd think this was a thing of the past, but uh, Biden must have been walking by. I wonder what this button does. Whoops. I just sent that out to everybody. Oh my gosh. Inadvertently sent it. So what does that mean? That means that they didn't mean to, that they
0: weren't intending to. Pause uh, uh, there, Super Don. We got a message from Char. Super Don's volume is too loud. Roberts is too low. It's one of those things again. Uh, so even though you think it's not, bring yours down. All right, I
1: just brought two. it down four notches.
0: Okay, Char, you get back to us. On check,
1: check, check. One, check. two, three. Sorry about that, guys. I, dude, I don't know why it does that. Why sometimes it's louder, sometimes it's softer. <clears throat> I don't get it. I don't. All know. right, so let let us know if that if that's better. If
0: that corrects it, or if we need to modify it even more, let us. Know. So
1: anyway yeah i mean that's weird it, it was inadvertently sent out yeah so what so it wasn't supposed to be sent out they didn't want people to know that they were mandating face masks and social distancing at this thing and the question is why why is it that this is not mandated anywhere else uh that it's over there's no covid-19 national emergency yet if you want to go to the white house
0: yeah as an Man,
1: athlete
0: you're gonna distance and mask, based on what? Based on the the shot actually preventing uh, spread of transmission or whatever. Again, this is where the not only the FDA but the Biden administration and people on the political left—not all—you know, because if you can argue that Bobby Kennedy is on the political left, it, it, you'd be hard pressed to say so because his his uncle John F. Kennedy, as a Democrat, is nothing like a modern Democrat. Nothing like it. It's like they're. John F Kennedy is more conservative than most Republicans today. John F Kennedy? Yeah, John F Kennedy, going yeah. back into that that history of uh, what Democrats were like at one time. Right. And so many people, you know, that are historically Democrats now are going, I don't have a home and then they look at Robert F Kennedy Jr. and go, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I believe in. And many now as you point out, conservatives that have voted Republican are looking at him and going, yeah, I think he's better than what the Republican. You've
1: got Republican. Greg Gutfeld saying that he's considering changing his party affiliation so he can vote for RFK Jr. in the primary. Mm-hmm. What is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy.
0: Exactly. So I, I just, you know, here's where if there's a dilemma, Super Don, it's sort of like you try to be nice to people that support Biden and the Biden administration, and you go, I don't know if you're in touch with – what we would call reality, much less scientific reality. If you're still insisting on COVID jabs that don't work, masks that can't do what they say they do, distancing, which is a, you know, a nonsensical idea, is there any way to reach someone like that or are they so t- totally uh, removed from some semblance of anything that's validated as a reality that you're like, okay, they're off doing you know the wrong kind of drugs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and looking at life weirdly. I I grant you that we do not all agree on things. That's not my point. And I don't have a problem that people would disagree with me politically or otherwise, even though I don't claim to be a Republican any more than I'm a Democrat or a big L libertarian, even though we believe in uh, the heart of libertarianism uh, in terms of um, fundamental freedom, your rights, my rights, They coexist and they stop where the other's rights begin. In other words, I can't violate your rights and say, that's my right to violate your right. And you don't have, I mean, that's the absurdity of the, of the arguments, whether it's made from the left or the right. Uh, So anyway, I I just, I, in other words, I just don't want to be quote unquote called a Democrat basher at the moment, but it's just so embarrassing when this comes out and you're like, well,
1: so if there were a Republican that was doing these things, would you have the same thing to say about them? Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, you know, you're not, you're not a Democrat basher. You're a
0: dummy basher.
1: Dumb guy. <laughs> you said it nicer than I would. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So I, I don't think you have anything to be ashamed of. No, I'm not ashamed. <clears throat> it's that sensitivity side of me. Remember, you know, we, 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 we have been accused of of, 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 bashing Democrats by potential sponsors, right. That were looking at us. Remember that? They're like, oh, yes. well, you said this about this. I'm like,
1: we could I, probably I, say who it was now. Can't we?
0: We? I, we probably could. It was a, it was one of the CBD companies, right? Yeah. Yeah. The name of it, yeah. yep. it was just embarrassing. Uh, honestly, I was like, you know what? This is about principle. And if you guys have none, we don't need to have you on the show. How about that? No. Yep. It was pretty clear. I think ultimately. Pretty much. I mean, it was unfortunate because they were a good company, but no good products. Right. But yeah. Uh, the head of that company was worried about his PR agency that we're all, you know, leaning so far left that they can't, they they don't know left from right, I guess at that point, right Right. wrong. So uh, I just want to let you know a week from today, I've scheduled a uh, chiropractic neurologist and uh, he presented last week at, at our health independence Alliance meeting. He's terrific. I've met him before and you know, there's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk with him about on the air, and so he's scheduled with him. His first available is is this time next week, but I'm not going to let that hesitate in my discussion of something called tinnitus or tinnitus, depending on who you are. We're going to get in that in a moment. Uh, there's a big article from the Epoch Times Epoch Health segment. So it's a good article, uh, but I, I'll go into it even more with uh, with the doc next week. Um, you'll stand by for that. Now, just want to say thank you once again to our sponsors that make this message of health, freedom and healing liberty possible. That includes Nutritional Frontiers. We had Jamie Dorley on this week, this past week, uh, and they're doing amazing work. Remember the code RSB15, get a 15 percent discount on everything, including their certified organic U.S. grown CBD hemp products, which are excellent, including their transdermal, which is beyond peer. peer. Honestly, it's so good, but uh, their full spectrum hemp hemp, uh, extracts are great. They've got a number of things on on deal, 15% off in the month of June, and you can double dip with the code RSB15, 15% off even the 15% off sales, and I hope that you'll take advantage of that. And I keep coming back to one of my favorites is the lozenge, the uh, DMG, because so much of what we're exposed to, we can't control for, including me as an organic guy. You never know when you're inadvertently exposed to glyphosate in the food, air, water, anything like that. So the NRDMG is a great lozenge. Uh, use the RSB 15 code to get that discount and so many other things. And Supernon, you know what Jamie did? He sent me the, uh, uh, what was it we were talking about for bodybuilders, weightlifting? Remember that? Oh, the creatine. The creatine. And I talked about my concern why I would never take creatine. And we addressed that on the air. He's like, yep, we solved that here, here, and here. I'm like, dude, now I would take creatine now. So I didn't start it, but I've got it. and I can try it out and see how swole I can get the little <laughs> guy that I am. But I have been putting on a little bit of muscle weight as I, uh, you know, gradually, steadily over time, not nothing quick, but we'll see what happens there as well. I'm I'm willing to try it. Superdome has more experience with, with that than I do, but this is yeah,
1: very, yeah, not, not so well, because I've tried way. it and you haven't, I guess is basically, I tried it for a very short period of time and it, and got some results from it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of freaky actually the way, <laughs> the way it
0: worked, but talk to uh Ty Bollinger about it. I'm sure he's used the
1: creation. I'm sure he has.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also, folium PX, uh, they're about to release more uh, ionizing radiation uh, into the Pacific Ocean from Chernobyl. And it, yeah. Chernobyl? Yeah, not Chernobyl. I am apologize. Fukushima. Fukushima, thank you. Yes. Uh, But uh, all of these (laughs) radiational sources kind of blend in my historical mind. Uh, But yes, from Fukushima. And whether you're exposed to it initially or later on in the Pacific and ocean fish, other things that are normally good for you, We've got to counteract the ionizing radiation, these particles that exist. And one of the key ways to do it is not only the selenium, the innate response selenium that I take from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com. It's the folium products, the folium PX, which is a Chernobyl-level antioxidant blend, botanical blend. It's a food. And if you go to foliumpx.com, use the code RSB 10 you can get the folium PX, the original, as well as the folium immuno. And the folium relax. This is the three pronged approach that I want. love everybody to try and get back to me because we're hearing tremendous things, including as I've talked about my mom and a number of other folks that are utilizing it, including G. Edward Griffin. Speaking of that, in August, Des Moines, Iowa, Red Pill Expo. Want to see you there. We've got other upcoming events we'll talk about in a little while. Upcoming event tab at robertscoutbell.com. Our next AMA will be July 1st. That'll be, that'll count for our June one because we couldn't find a Saturday to make it work. But uh, June, July 1st will be our next AMA. Now, this article from Epoch Times, if you're not a, uh, I don't know what you would call a subscriber to Epoch Times, you probably can't see this. Uh, but there are ways Superdon finds to, I think this is an important article. And it's basically uh, from a couple, it was from yesterday by a David Charbonneau on Tonitus.
1: Well, and, and let's just say that this this originated from an email that I got from one of our uh, patrons on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diana asked if we could talk about tinnitus.
0: And I would ask that you send Diana specifically the link that she can see this in, sh- in case she can't. Yep. And Diana, you, you know, thank you for being a patron supporter. If you ask, we deliver, especially if you're supporting us like that. we. I mean, honestly, it's hard, the least we could do to say thank you for your direct support.
1: You go to the front of the line.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm not going to stop with this article. That's why next week I've got a a neurologist coming on to talk about it. It's a very difficult subject, one of the weirdest, toughest, and strangest things because there are multifactorial causes, and even those causes sometimes don't make a lot of sense. And in this article, and I don't know if you can show it on screen.
1: I will here. We have it
0: linked up at robertscoutbell.com. They talk about common types of tinnitus, subjective, neurological, somatic, and then the objective forms, less than 1% that can result from vascular deformities or involuntary contractions. Think about that. 99 plus percent are subjective tinnitus. I mean, it's like we can't figure this thing out. There's nothing that we can go definitively, this is what's happening here, right? We see it's related to this, but we have no explanation for it. But the objective form, less than 1%. And of course, signs and symptoms, Um, they talk about things that are correlated with it, maybe not exactly causative, but could be, damage to the inner ear nerves. Listen to this, arthritis of the bones of the middle ear, those tiny little bones, Uh, inflammation, weakening of the integrity of, again, this is skeletal. So I would think silicon and copper for sure. Aging, aging is a catch-all excuse for anything. As I talked about at the opening, aging shouldn't be used in a, as an excuse to, to, for the most part. And I recognize, yes, you're here on this planet in this body over time. It's not immortal the way your spiritual essence is, who you really are. Abnormal blood pressure, high or low. Yes, I've heard reference to changes in blood pressure impacting something called tinnitus. Loud noises, allergies, vascular issues, vascular tumors, diabetes, thyroid dysfunction, head and, head and neck injuries. Reaction to certain medications. There are certain medications that say, as a side effect, tinnitus, including on, on steroidal anti inflammatory drugs. Simple clogged ears from wax buildup. And you could do an ear candle. It's not going to hoover out the wax, but it'll dry it out and it'll flake it out. That's kind of cool. Sinus pressure, barometric tra- trauma, scuba diving or concussive explosions, misaligned jaw bones. You can get into the work of doctors of chiropractic that know how to, to do certain adjustments.
1: No, I just got to say, I'm sorry. What uh, concussive explosions? That's kind. Of, uh, that's kind of an obvious one, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> concussive explosions can cause tinnitus. You know, when that flashbang grenade went off, uh, I had a ringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny. Okay. I uh, obviously you don't, but I, that just made no, me laugh it's when it. I saw. It's like one of those concussive tinnitus: you. concussive explosions.
0: That could be a normal, <laughs> couldn't it? That's what they used to call shell shock. <laughs> Uh, they list COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen jabs, uh, or injections. Or auditory auditory pathways they go into. Uh, I'm just going to scroll through this to get to their suggestions as far as you know as we move through this. Who's more likely to develop it? Are there any tests? What the sounds may mean? Different kinds of sounds. What are the complications?
1: And and I'll be sending this this article to Diana. Um, okay. Did you I thought this in, was really
0: good. Cutter as well.
1: Uh, no, this one, this article did not make it in the newsletter.
0: Yeah, you guys signed up for the newsletter though. Superdawn really finds some great things. Uh, there's, there's tinnitus for training therapy, and they re- they reference William Shatner here, who found relief with this TRT method, where they found the tone he was hearing and and masked, mimicked it and masked it. In other words, he was so grateful for that. Cognitive behavioral therapy, hearing aids, other devices, experimental treatments. <clears throat> this gets a little scary to me. Electrical stimulation of the, you know, the variety. You know,
1: depending on, on I've had electrical stimulation uh, as a therapy before for like muscle situations.
0: Yeah, I'm not talking about electric shock no. therapy. That's the stuff uh, Jonathan is follows. Right, right. And I don't know to the extent which they're talking about these things. That's why I just have a little bit of reticence. Gotcha. Okay. I'm just not assuming all of it's that bad, but some of. Well, it's-
1: how do you feel about deep brain stimulation?
0: I don't know. Do you have to open up the head?
1: (laughs) That sounds almost worse, but
0: that's an electrical kind of thing.
1: It's just because we don't know. Right. Yeah. Now they
0: talk about natural approaches, mindfulness and CBT acupuncture, great option. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it doesn't, but there's no harm in doing so. Now here's one
1: I've I've heard, heard about before this NAC. NAC. This is pretty popular stuff.
0: Yeah. This is a, a precursor to, uh, when we talk about glutathione, but remember selenium is critical for glutathione to convert into the active form, the peroxidate form, but NAC seems to have benefit there. I'm not going to argue oxytocin, you know, the happy hug chemical. Uh, Also it's, it can bring on contractions if you're uh, pregnant, but oxytocin nasal spray, they're saying is workable in some cases Uh, preventing. They actually talk about certain vitamins, Uh, sleep being important, avoiding loud sounds, turning down volume, anxiety, and staying up to, well, comprehensive physicals. I would rather you go to a doctor of chiropractic for a physical than an allopath that will drug you. But what I'm, and, and it's a good comprehensive article by this David guy. I appreciate He's a PhD. I, I would just say, hold on because we're going to revisit this uh, one week from now, um, which will be, what, Monday the 19th. Uh, with a chiropractic neurologist. Again, that's not the only thing we're going to focus on, but I, I just want you to know that, that that article is not the end all. And in fact, there's some homeopathic remedies I'll mention next week as well uh, that may help you for tinnitus. And then I always talk about the spiritual component too, for those of you, that, if that's helpful to you, like it is to me, in terms of hearing the sound behind all sounds and interpreting it as a voice of God as opposed to something that is is devastatingly annoying, <laughs> which... Uh, we will acknowledge the loss of our dear friend, Liam Sheff, at least in part to an unrelenting tinnitus that he couldn't escape. He couldn't even sleep it away. And he, and pain and the other, other things that he had. But that's a, uh, so I'm not making light of this in any way. It's a very serious issue. And some of you are, are acting, I'm sorry, are uh, actually submitting some more uh, possibilities in there. Uh, please share as you will. And we'll cover this again next week. Now, uh, one in five children have levels of forever chemicals above safety limits, according to a study. Now, I would say that these forever chemicals could also create tinnitus as well. They're not talking about it in this article, but they're talking about PFAS. And we've covered this for years and years and years. Now, 20% of children have higher than safety limit levels. Even the safety limit levels are arguably set high in protecting industry but this is the Bergen growth study 2 from 2016 researchers from the university of Bergen collected blood samples from children aged six to 16 years old for PFAS analysis Four PFAS was present in all children. In addition, 22% of the children had PFAS levels above safety limits set by EFSA, European food safety authority, indicating a potential risk of negative health effects. And this has been found in other, other tests as well or analyses like this. Now, when I talk about and have talked about since I opened the microphone in 1999, the critical starting point to all recovery is the support of your detoxification pathways. Now, how you do that could be wide or varied, different even than I would suggest. But for me, it started with a homeopathic journey. And if you guys want to learn about that more, if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, I suggest you um, purchase access to my lecture on demand at trinity school of natural health on clinical homeopathy 101 plus and give you a basic starting point to understand that if you want to recover your health you have to restore integrity to the terrain of the body now there is body mind and spirit i'm not neglecting that but sometimes it's overwhelming so we got to start somewhere and so working with the physical body and saying all right it's got garbage in that doesn't belong including pfas how do we support the body's ability to remove that which it has a difficult to near impossible time removing and that includes children now there are wide variety of ways to do this as i said from homeopathic drainage remedies uh we have uh the, the zeolites the colloidal zeolite that is available to you there's a banner at robertscottbell.com i've talked about increasing selenium chromium we talk about other antioxidants like folium folium px There are a number of ways utilizing things like chlorella and spirulina. We have the energy bits. So all of these things are with the mindset of how do we not only facilitate the elimination pathways of the body, but partly that is done by restoring that which the body does need, the vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, essential fats, on and on it goes, that we may be deficient in, including copper, playing a very vital role for phase one detox pathways. So the sovereign copper is something to look into and stop putting garbage on your skin as well. Many of these things, these plasticizers or whatever can be absorbed through the skin through various different chemistry associated with toxic drugstore type products. Now I know that there are drugstores out there that are selling more natural products, but natural is not regulated in the same way the word organic is. So be careful of that. Read ingredients, research them and find out what are the risks. So you, you, You make informed decisions, you go in with your eyes open on these topics, and that you can begin to undo the damage, in other words, uh, cancer is not inevitable, even if it's happened in your bloodline, like it has in mine. If you change what you put into the body, if you change the environment, you change what manifests there, the same way the microbiome is corrupted by toxic poisons and deficiencies, When you restore the integrity to the home for the microbiome, it finds a way to rebalance with or without external input in terms of probiotic therapy, even though that can accelerate things, but it's about not one strain, but all of them and finding a way that they can figure out how to get together and do it all right, given that you have the right terrain, the epithelial lining of the gut. That's the silver aloe gut recovery protocol, by the way, the great accelerator and that chapter from unlock the power to heal is available for free at robertscabell.com. superdon moved it up if you look on the right hand side of the screen on your computer or if it's a uh, if it's on your phone you'll have to scroll all the way down below all the different show notes that are available there for you so uh let me pause on that yeah here i there's a secondary article in this regard same topic it says uh for 40 years dupont and 3M hid studies showing PFAS chemicals cause serious harm to human health. According to the authors of the new study in the Annals of Global Health, DuPont and 3M used the same tactics the tobacco industry employed to delay public awareness of the toxicity of PFAS chemicals and delay regulation of their use. Now, had you been made aware of these studies, you know, those 40 years that they were hidden, maybe just maybe with or without an FDA or EPA regulating this stuff, you would have said, Ooh, that doesn't look good. I don't think I want to utilize any of those chemicals in my body, on my body, et cetera. I'm going to protect my kids from it. And you might even contact your state representative or congressman, whatever, and say, Hey, there's a problem here. Now the problem is with our FDA and EPA is that they're captured regulatory agencies. And so if you think, Well, it it should be the FDA's job or the EPA's job to to really protect us. And if you believe that, good luck on showing me examples where it actually, actually works compared to private property rights and the defense of private property through the common law where you've been assaulted by a toxic chemical and you have an ability to go after those who pollute. And it makes it untenable for them to pollute because they can't conduct business, they will be put out of business. And that is the irony as I think about another toxic pollutant injected into children and adults called vaccines. In the 1980s, the vaccine manufacturers threatened to pull out of the United States of America because there was so much tort, there was so much, so many lawsuits because of injury or death following those vaccine shots, however few there were back in the 1980s, that they approached the Reagan administration and said, we're pulling out. Now, if Reagan knew what I knew or others like homeopaths and naturopaths and actually paid attention, he would have said, good riddance, get out of here. But he, like many people, otherwise intelligent people in the 20th century, they bought the layer upon layer upon layer upon layer lies that vaccines were necessary for human health. In fact, we wouldn't be alive without them, and that they're the reason why the scourge of infectious disease was diminished or eliminated in the 20th century and mortality dropped from the so-called vaccine-preventable diseases, which is a lie, a lie, a layered lie. As you look back at the history of vaccinology, it was rejected shortly after Jenner came out with the smallpox-slash-cowpox shot as... Many people lost their lives due to sepsis or limbs due to sepsis after being injected, if you will, or sliced open. And this pus from the udders of cows was shoved into them. And then they thought, this is a great idea. Let's just make it sound more technical. And it's still toxic pollutants and more being injected into people. And now with MRNA, it's gotten worse. It's a disgusting, atrocious behavior that the medical establishment is by and large adopted on faith. It's a cult. It's a religion. It's not a scientific endeavor. The reason we saw diminishment in uh, disease incidence and mortality over the 20th century of those things that they said were vaccine preventable is because of improvements in sanitation, sewage, hygiene, nutrition over the course of the early 20th century. By the time the vaccines, the few that had came on the scene, it was already almost gone. As far as uh, the incidence of mortality and morbidity, et cetera, they conjured a story and used black magic, propaganda, advertising to sell it. And most people bought it until recently. The overreach of the COVID injection has caused people and doctors and scientists alike to look back at the entirety of the schedule of vaccines and say, maybe we were lied to about that too. In fact, the people like me, and some of my friends that were pointing out there were no double-blind placebo-controlled, multicenter trial uh, tests on any vaccine in, in, it, in and of itself, much less on the schedule in combination with other things. And they said, well, that's not a problem. It would be unethical to do that anyway. But that abandonment of that level of observation, much less paying attention to those who got who were victimized by these shots, has led to, yes, a vaccine holocaust. Uh, no apologies to anybody that's offended by the use of the word Holocaust. It's not the, it is a Holocaust. Disaster upon disaster upon disaster. And they're still pushing it. And again, this is where I get upset. The White House goes, unless you're jabbed and you want to come here for uh, NCAA Champions Day, if you're not jabbed, you're going to have to wear a mask, which doesn't work. You have to distance. which also no evidence that it works how patently unscientific the pointy-headed liberals are, if you can even call them liberals. Read uh, Bobby Kennedy's uh, letter to liberals. I read it. It's 100 pages. Small little booklet. And you'll see where the liberals have abandoned science and claim that the knuckle-dragging Republicans, supposedly, are the ones that have abandoned science. They don't believe in science. No, no, no. Look in the mirror, liberals. Read Bobby Kennedy's book, and you'll understand. You f- maybe finally you'll break that hypnosis that you've been under Big pharma is not your friend. Big government is not your friend. Big media is not your friend. Unless you like to lie, cheat, steal, and injure and kill. That's a harsh thing to hear. I recognize it. And Republicans are not without their faults and similar accusations for different reasons in many cases. But whether it's the welfare state or the warfare state, it involves theft and enslavement of the population. So as we uh, wrap up the first hour here, we're gonna be joined by our friends at Brideon.tv to do the simulcast. Uh, we've got a new guest. We're gonna be talking about what happens at the local level on the school board level uh, to understand why Jonathan Eborg needs to be in the United States Senate uh, to call out these things. Yes, unfortunately from a federal level, uh, but in a way that maybe turns that power back over to the states and the local, local municipalities, except where it violates fundamentally constitutional provisions. Remember, we're not granted rights by the Constitution, but it was written to protect those rights that are inherent in us by virtue of our very existence and creation. And if you think you're a creation of government, you're sadly mistaken, but you can certainly behave as if, and they will grant you privileges and take them away based upon the behavior they want you to emulate or engage in, including supporting the butchering of children who may or may not have gender dysphoria thrust upon them, in an unconscionable way, if you're an adult, 18 or over, and you decide you want to do some things to your body as an adult, that's a different story. What we're talking here about is protecting children. And if you knew what was happening in your local school room, public school primarily, you might want to run for school board. But if you do, you might you might get tatered a bit on the way in or during that time frame, as we're going to learn about in hour or two. When we talk to Darren post, those links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, by the way. So y'all check them out real quick. If you go to robertscottbell.com, please sign up for the newsletter. It's free to do so. We don't sell any anything per se. It's just all information and, and help you get, get on the right track for healing and thinking right about the world around you through the strange news cycle. That is more propaganda than news, if you will. And Superdon does a great job curating that. You can text my initials RSB to 22828. The number 22828, that's the text number. Text RSB to the number 22828. You'll be prompted to enter your email address and you'll get that newsletter right away. And uh, plug into all the upcoming events, which we'll talk about next hour as well. And I hope to see at one or all of them or any of them for that matter. And we'll give you some updates as we know them as well. So, uh, Super Don, dude, I think we did good covering uh, the first hour, including the discussion of my the impact of Cardio Miracle on my health, specifically measurable, witnessable in terms yes. of what we showed earlier. So thank you for that.
1: Absolutely, it's good stuff. I don't go a day without it, <clears throat> and I don't have migraines anymore.
0: Yeah, that's the which thing. I'm
1: happy about. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: great. You're happy as you should be. I am very happy about anybody that. Anybody that's had migraines, it's lovely to be without them. Absolutely oh, yeah. lovely. Haven't had, haven't, haven't had them since. Lori says, her tonight has started after severe vertigo attacks that lasted six hours, three of those hours spent in the ER, hearing loss associated with it. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons, a lot of different reasons. There's not one size fits all with tonight's. That's what makes it so difficult. Even the homeopathic remedies, sometimes they work miraculously and sometimes they don't. Leslie's in the house. Leslie, today I've been busy working on fencing off my new garden uh, space. Yeah. We look forward to visiting that garden in person with the RSB Family Union coming up in when? Is it July 14th through 16th? Yeah. So plan on being there for that. We'll, we may have to get an update from Leslie, see how that's going. In 10 seconds, we're going to be joined by our friends at Brideon.tv. Stand by, counting down the hits here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's American Top 40. No, I just borrowed that from Casey Kasem. Hey, welcome everybody on Brideon.tv, our simulcast, which happens this time of the week on Mondays, our second hour. We broadcast two hours a day, five days a week with a bonus hour on Sundays and our much, much fun hour. Can I say it that way? Right here on Brideon.tv. Y'all check it out. Support them. They are amazing. The kind of free speech that goes on on Brideon. And here we are on the Robert Scott Bell Show doing our thing. We've got uh, to discuss the school boards out there. Do you realize what's being taught to your children? Do you realize the, the the loony bin that has manifested as school boards? And if you've tried to infiltrate them or run for school board and you see what's going on firsthand, you shake your head and go, what happened to these people? Have they ever matured beyond sixth, seventh, or eighth grade? I'm not kidding. We've got a guest on to talk about that, Darren Post, what happened when he ran and won for the school board, the things behind the scenes that were, were discussed. Uh, yeah, then we're going to have to bleep some stuff. Power to heal is yours. We'll be right back. Right. The Robert Scott Bell is back on simulcasting with our friends at TV, which you can watch on Roku and other things on TV as well. And I'm glad to be here with you. We've got a lot to do today in this hour as well. And then we do a bonus round after the show is technically over. It's not really over. So y'all come on over and be part of it at robertscottbell.com on the various channels that still allow us and haven't banned us. Thank you for that. Health, freedom, healing, liberty. It's on tap here, two hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday and a bonus hour on Sundays. Uh, so uh, we were talking about tinnitus as well. Um, there was one question about dementia, and uh, I see a form of uh, dementia associated gray matter disease. I, I will say I opened the the first hour talking about the Cardio Miracle product, sustained production of nitric oxide, the counteracting the oxidative stress that would rise with it with proxy nitrite. And I'm doing things in the you know fitness level at 57 I couldn't do in my 20s. This is amazing what's happened. And i want you to be able to tap into that too but even in the case of what you're talking about with tinnitus a lot of this is related and oftentimes can be related to microvasculature blood flow blood pressure issues and things like that and brain also relies upon what blood flow as well so think about tapping into cardio miracle we have links in the show notes and there's always a banner up for the best deal possible from time to time we do specialized uh, scientific reports on it uh, webinars things like that so that's another reason why you want to stay connected at robertscottbell.com sign up for the newsletter text rsb to the number 22828 rsb to the number 22828 do it right now if you're not driving anyway with that super done we got an opening uh, about the Nobel Prize I want to mention this as well this is something we've covered for many many years our friends at the Alliance for Natural Health are talking about this uh, Rob Verkirk and others you know, when Obama got elected president and won the Nobel Prize for basically doing nothing, if it wasn't obvious then, it should have been obvious, well, at that moment. But so much of what we see as Nobel Prize, uh, you know, elections or getting somebody and winning a Nobel Prize <clears throat> has nothing to do with whether it's actually really an amazing breakthrough for humanity or not. In fact, in many cases, what we've seen the Nobel Prize be given to, are people that invent things that end up being quite destructive. Although Alfred Nobel, wasn't he the inventor, if I'm not mistaken, of dynamite? Or, and some something related to that bomb-making material? You know, it's interesting when you think about that as a peace prize, the Nobel Peace Prize. But they have abandoned science, and it's become basically pharmaceutical press releases. How 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 is it possible that you give these peace prizes— to people that invent and develop technologies that are used to destroy life. And and on the occasion that they would grant a Nobel Peace Prize that we might go, oh, yeah, that seems like a legitimate thing, whatever, but the whole prize is tainted by so many other things that are corrupt in that regard. Look at one guy who did win a Peace Prize, a Nobel Prize, for instance. Maybe they don't even call it the Peace Prize anymore, the Nobel Prize in technology, science, et cetera, uh, Carrie Mullis, inventor of the polymerase chain reaction test, PCR, who repeatedly said that this is not a test appropriate for identifying the causal agent in an infectious disease, whether it be acute or chronic, viral or whatever, that it does not quantify, yet throughout the COVID crazy years we've been through. Kerry <clears throat> Mullis strangely passed away right before it. Couldn't speak out except through previous video interviews where he said, especially as it related to HIV and AIDS, that this test is not appropriate for what they're utilizing it for. And he butt heads with the, the, the consensus of science. Science by consensus. You hear about that all the time. We vote on it. And, and and the majority say, hey, <clears throat> it's this and not that, until it's become so overwhelmingly that and not this. The simplest ways to describe it, democracy in terms of consensus and science. Two oncologists and a homeopath voting on what to do to treat your cancer. You know where that vote's fallen down, don't you? So consensus science is not real science. Yes, it is true that over time there is a consensus about things that have been either scientifically evaluated or even those that haven't, or if we just accept certain things and go, well, that's pretty much self-evident unless somebody comes around with a better explanation of it. But what we see is the Nobel Prize has become an establishment prize for maintaining the status quo, not to truly innovate. Because if they were truly innovative – And supporting of that innovation, then chemotherapy people who invent chemotherapy would be on the lowest rung of the list for a prize like this if it were a legitimate prize. And homeopaths and naturopaths and chiropractors and herbalists and acupuncturists and all those that were you were doing largely non-invasive, more honoring to the electrical reality of our bodies, would have been right to the top of the line in terms of their amazing analysis. Evaluation and validation of methods to prevent, cure, treat, reverse cancer. For instance, how about neurological disease? Are they inviting the Ayurvedic doctors to the table to talk? The homeopaths? The naturopaths? The herbalists? The chiropractors? Chiropractic neurology, anybody? No, they're not in the club. So you see the club that George Carlin talked about exists with the Nobel Prize as well. And there are more examples than I have time to to give you right now, but I want to now go down to the base level of education in America, in the West. How it's been watered down to the point where we accept realities that are so far removed from reality, except that we believe them and they become real. That is, what are our kids being taught? Institutionalized racism, in reverse perhaps. That if you're black, you'll never get ahead. You're always going to be a victim. If you're white, you're never going to be absolved of the guilt because you're automatically racist because you don't have as much pigment. And therefore, your entire life is spent trying to keep others of different colors or beliefs down. That's a great starting point for kids, isn't it? When you recognize, as I do, that we are spiritual beings having human experiences and we inhabit different bodies with different strengths and weaknesses, different pigmentation, But soul is what's inside, perhaps. We would love to bring it out. And it matters not the color of your skin in reality. Yes, it impacts your experience on planet Earth, depending on where you're born and where you grew up. But that's the nature of the natural world, of the creation that God gave us. Is this an endorsement of any racism that still exists? No. Racism is rooted in fear. It's rooted in ignorance. It's rooted in programming of children by parents who believe what they believed at a time where it was fairly common to believe outrageous things today that we would go, that's ridiculous. Now, I posit this thought on the issue of institutionalized racism in terms of belief systems. Is it not an over-identification of the physical body as opposed to your spiritual reality as your reality? And if you believe, as I do, that we don't have a soul, we are soul. I am soul. You are soul. Then we are created in God's image spiritually, and soul has no color in reality, other than maybe the brightest light that you, you couldn't even stand to look at. it so bright, God's light, that it encompasses all colors. That our belief in our identity as a physical being diminishes our spiritual capacity to go above and beyond the limitations of tribalism that we are diminished because we don't. We say, maybe we worship once a week and we talk spiritual stuff and the rest of the time we look at each other as physical beings and we treat each other differently based on the way we look. Dr. Seuss, anybody in the star-bellied sneetches? Can we get beyond that? And does tribalism exist in the schools? It absolutely does, as we find anybody who's got a parent that doesn't believe in critical race theory or transgender ideologies. This isn't about whether... Uh, you should be discriminated at because you're gay or straight. Because that's been going on since time immemorial. But the idea of transgenderism, although arguably it could it could be argued that it existed before it became the big issue that it is today, but it was so rare as to be, who really ever heard of it unless you were a surgeon that did it. Now you've got surgical centers popping up all over the country. Could this be hundreds of millions and billions of dollars of profit to come to convince children or parents of children to alter their physiology, not their genetics, but by butchering them and putting them on cancer-causing drugs, endocrine disruptors, suppressors, et cetera, for the rest of their life, creating cancers that would have never happened? Is any of that going on at school board level? We're going to find out right now with our guest, Darren Post, joins us here on the Robert Scadd Bell Show. Darren, uh, I'm throwing out a lot of big things here. I don't know how many of these things you've experienced firsthand, But you have quite a story to tell, and I think it kind of told itself a little bit with uh, the recordings that you were able to reveal from supposedly closed-door sessions that were unlawful or illegal that made it to the public. And there's an article in the Virginia Mercury about uh, this judge ordering Gloucester School Board to release this audio of an improper closed session. I don't know how you want to set the stage here, Darren, but welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show.
2: Uh, Thank you, Mr. Bell. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to be on the show here and just kind of share some of my experiences with you. Um, We are a mostly conservative county, about 70% conservative, uh, 30% not conservative. And it would surprise you about the makeup of school boards in Virginia. Anyone would be completely surprised. Um, Currently, our school board is a uh, four to three composition with myself being in the minority. Um, And in 2019, when I first got on the board, I essentially was a lone soldier, lone wolf. Um, I came in very optimistic and eager to make some changes. Uh, but soon enough, I found out that, uh, when you want to change the good old boy system here in Gloucester, uh, it's basically like you're poking the bear. And I did poke the bear and they have relentlessly, uh, fought back tooth and nail over the last four years. And, you know, I have a lot of stories to share here. Um, so essentially it's wherever you want to, wherever you want to start.
0: Well, I, we listened to the audio, and, and Super Don, what do you think? Should we play that? Does that is that more illustrative of of what uh, Darren has gone through? Which the, it's the irrationality of the school boards that are made up of children that haven't matured past middle school. Super Don, are you muted?
1: Uh, no, yeah, I just hadn't said anything yet. Oh, okay. um, I, I self muted myself. Okay. Um, yeah. So we we listened both you and I listened to this just just before we went on air. Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know about you robert but i you know i kind of think we're both just sitting there with our mouths open going what is this this is what goes on is supposed to be the adults in the room right Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah but what i think before we play that though darren why don't you just kind of set the stage on what it is that led up to this what we're about to listen to and and uh what 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 the the, the backstory is on uh, what happened prior to you hitting the record button
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll kind of have to take it back to 2019 and I'm just going to sum everything up here real quickly. Um, So 2019, uh, there were no conservatives on the board prior to 2019, which is actually a big shock in in a small town like Gloucester County of about 40,000 people. So not very large by any means. Our school division size is about 5,000 children. Um, So the first meeting that I had as an elected official. We went into a closed meeting afterwards and essentially it echoes everything that you're about to hear, but this is a separate incidence. Mm -hmm. Um, The school board members criticized me and berated me for number one, not voting with them. Um, An interesting little tidbit before I was elected, I was actually appointed to the school board for like a term of three months. And my theory is, and the reason that I I believe this is because they've almost kind of told me, was that when I was appointed, I was 25. Currently, I'm 29 years old. Uh, When I was appointed, my belief is that they thought that they could control me. They thought that they were appointing an impressionable young man that would just fall right in line. Uh, Well, that certainly was not the case. And I think they got a bit more than they bargained for. Um, So in the first meeting that I had as an elected official, they brought me into the closed session and berated me for not voting with them. Uh, They also said that I was going into the
0: Aaron, Aaron, stand by. Is there a requirement that when you're elected to the school board, appointed or elected to the school board, that you're required to vote in a way that everybody else on the board wants you to vote? Is there a bylaw? Absolutely not.
2: Okay. Absolutely right. not.
0: Want to be sure because maybe you were violating a
2: bylaw. Not well. By... It's, it's groupthink. It's it's oh it's honestly groupthink. These people oh. they become very clicky, and you know when you go against something that they are for or against, mm-hmm. you know they take it personally. And, mm-hmm. and I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head, and, and the audience will get to hear you know the recording and agree that. You know, these people, just from how they sound, probably didn't mature much past high school. If they Uh, made it
0: high school, it's more middle school. Anything else we need to know before they listen to this audio clip?
2: Um, Yes. So it was six to one in 2019. They put me in multiple closed meetings, berated me multiple times, cursed me multiple times, cursed private citizens multiple times. I got sick of it. I was fed up. So, I went out and recruited three candidates to run for school board against the incumbents that were up for election. And this takes us to 2021. And, um, you know, by the grace of God, we won all three seats. Um, and it was a resounding victory. We took out a 24 year incumbent, we took out the vice chairman, and uh, we took out a, a, um, a, a single termer. Um, so, they were not very happy after that. And the closed meeting that is in question that you'll listen to in the recording is from December 14th, 2021. The election preceding that where we won all of our candidates was the previous November. So this was the last meeting of the previous school board before the new board members took their seats.
0: Thank you. Um,
2: And they brought me into the closed session under the guise of performance evaluation. Uh, to evaluate my performance as an elected official, which there are some serious disagreements that I have with that concept in general because I am not held accountable to other elected officials. Uh, The people that I represent hold me accountable. Um, So it was nothing but half an hour or more of just belittlement, cursing. uh, And I think that honestly, it doesn't really do it justice to talk about it. So let's go ahead and roll the clip.
3: Are you seriously going to sit there and not say anything? You are such a coward. You really are. You are an absolutely pathetic human being. You really, truly are. You are absolutely a pathetic human being. Absolutely pathetic. What Before is your purpose as being, wanting Facebook. to be a school board member? Can you please tell me what your your purpose and your mission is? So we can Zone maybe promotion. figure you out some. I guarantee you one thing, I will sink all the money in the world over the next two years to make sure that you don't hold another public office in Gloucester County. I will, I will dump thousands of dollars into your opponent's campaign just to make sure you don't win anything ever again. Exactly. But I lost on lies and I lost because of you and the Gloucester Republican Committee. That's why I lost. You are so, ugh.
1: You go to his party on Friday night, and it's gonna you know, celebrate. So oh! You, we'll you have to come invitation? crash
3: the party. You, you, you didn't get the invitation for Friday night? No, I didn't. Wow. The campaign victory party?
0: And, and the feeling that I got from you originally was that your concern was for the children. What is best for the children? But once you came on the board, I did not get that feeling from you. You have put yourself out there to the public to be this person that, know I'm gonna stand for you, and you don't. You're trying to say, well, no, no, I'm not voting for this. You're undermining what this board is trying to do. And Mr. Maury, I think you need to put a lid on him. Because I guarantee you, everybody here that's sitting
2: on this board probably has more education than you have. I know I do, because I have a master's.
3: Do you have a master's? <laughs> So, you told a constituent that you and I made up, see eye to eye, and that I now value your input on this board, and that we're good moving forward. Oh, that must be because he wants to get cheered. You told somebody that. <laughs> where did that come from?
1: I have a phone taped conversation where Mr. Post told a person that the Burak family, the Anderson family, and the Rice family says nothing but lies about it.
3: You, you are sitting no there with the a grin on your face, not even answering any questions. <clears throat> so, so that was our board evaluation, which aside from Darren...
2: That's messed up, man. No, wait, you're, no, you're no, no, you're no, no, shit, no. Darren? Oh, I'm oh, full Darren? Call Oh, I'm full of sh*t. Yes. Shit. Yeah. Uh, yes. The swampiest of swampy mm-hmm. does not get to lecture oh. me on ethics. That's okay. it. Can you can't the, change? This? That's right. I'm I'm the swampiest of the swampy, yeah. right? Okay. Wow. I, I mean, th- that
0: you would dignify them with your presence, I you know, knowing what they were gonna do, if you know, just don't show up because that's just a unbelievable. I mean inhumane. I mean, it just there's nothing about that's like and that other lady, oh, do you have a master's degree? Talk about!
1: <laughs> I have, a master's. I have Do a master's. you have a master's? Wow, that's just embarrassing. And, and that first, the first lady was it? Erica? I think it was her name was. Uh, Lisa. Elisa. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like she is kind of butthurt for losing something there because she's, it, you know, it, it, it's like I lost and you won or whatever.
2: It's it's and I'm I don't yeah, know.
0: Crash your uh, victory party? Did she crash your victory party after all? Uh,
2: No, they didn't. And they would have had something coming to them if they had tried. (laughs) Uh, But I will say I find it very amusing that, uh, you know, she put her blame in uh, me as the reason why she lost her reelection as the vice chairman of the board. Uh, You know, sometimes you just got to step up and take responsibility. Maybe she voted for things that she shouldn't have voted on that things that did not reflect the views and beliefs of people in our small conservative county mm. uh but you know it, they're always find some excuse some uh some something to take the blame instead of themselves um and you know it was uh, horrible that they threatened to essentially trespass on my property uh mm. <laughs> you well, know
0: especially it, with the anger and vitriol and hatred they were spewing and as uh, Leslie said, you know, what's, where's the liberals that were so tolerant? Uh, and that's clearly not toleration of, of any kind. Opposition views are part and parcel to democratic ideals. Uh, and I, we're going to talk about this more. we got a quick break here on Brideon.tv. Y'all check it out. And we'll be right back. All right, Darren, we are still going live uh, behind the scenes for, the, for our friends at Brideon.tv. They often run a commercial break right now for a couple of minutes. Uh, so we can just chat informally about this for those that are still with us on various other platforms, but dude, Darren, your restraint was remarkable, <laughs> remarkable.
1: I swear that sounded like some, some kind of high school stuff going on there. It was just not what you would expect from a school oh, board. Absolutely.
2: So I do want to make note that the last portion mm-hmm. of that video between myself and Troy Anderson was a separate conversation that was not included in the closed mm-hmm. meeting. Um, and that the entire recording was about 35, 40 minutes long. So what the audience just heard, and you know, I might might be beneficial to say this again when we're back with everybody, yeah. but what the audience just heard was just uh, perhaps some of the more egregious portions of the recording. Uh, but during that closed meeting, I stayed absolutely silent because Virginia law, uh, under Virginia law, the Freedom of Information Act, you must certify uh, under penalty of law that everything that was discussed within a closed session was legally allowed to be discussed. So I did not want to join in on the conversation because that would have made me culpable as well. Um, Every two years, uh, state law requires that every elected official read the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. And just judging by that conversation, uh, they either did not read it, or they just were straight up thinking that they were above the law. Um, ultimately, at the end, at the very end of the recording, when the board has to certify uh, whether or not the discussions that took place in the closed session uh, were actually legal, uh, the vote was six to one, uh, with myself being the only member who did not certify the closed meeting. Um, and you know, that kind of brings us to the crux of the legal issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if you want to go there right now, or did you want to wait for the, the yeah, folks we're
0: almost going, We got 10 seconds. We're we'll back, back, in back in 10 that, seconds. Buddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. We'll right. Come back in and we'll go there as well. All right. Super D this is an amazing thing. That audio clip. I'm glad we got to play it for everybody. So here we go. Three, two, one. All right, welcome back everybody. Uh, Simulcasting on Brideon.tv. Please support the efforts of that channel. Mike Adams inspired that and the the team at Brideon doing great work to get information out that is censored largely everywhere else. Uh, So we're grateful that we get to uh, be on board and simulcast once a week with them. Brideon.tv as well as robertscabell.com. And right now in the uh, show notes you'll see a link to Darren Post, who you've heard briefly uh, discuss his experience as a uh, being elected to the school board there in Gloucester, uh, Virginia. And um, there there was that clip toward the end of it you mentioned while we were on break that there was a separate kind of interface with another one of the board members uh, talking to. But seriously, these people don't seem like they have matured out of, again, 6th, 7th, or 8th grade. I'm not impressed with them at all. The question is, were they at all embarrassed by the revelation, what was revealed, they, their behavior? Or were they just mad that people you know got to hear them and see them? Uh, You know, and there was no uh, contrition, no repenting for what they did.
2: Well, I think that it's a combination of both. Um, I don't ever think that they'll apologize. Um, I'm not expecting an apology. Um, You know, the the disparaging behavior to this day does continue. Um, And it's just a a crying shame that as elected officials, we uh, cannot work together in a peaceful uh, atmosphere that's conducive to working together to get stuff done for the kids, the teachers, um, the community. Um, unfortunately, they've decided to put politics first and their own personal um, uh, their own personal disdain towards me has just unfortunately clouded their ability to work with me. Um, and it is also unfortunate that now as we stand with a three four split, unfortunately, we have a lot of three to four votes, which is never good for a school community because we're all part of the community. Uh, the three members that uh, are conservative, we represent a majority of the county. Um, and it, it's just not right for the community to not be able to put your differences aside and collaborate um, with one another. You know, sometimes you got to cut something out. Sometimes mm. someone else got to cut something out, but you can both compromise to work towards the benefit of the community. I truly wish that that had uh, that had been fostered mm. four years ago, uh, but you know, unfortunately, it has not, and it has only harmed the community.
0: Yeah, well, are there any legal issues moving forward on this particular uh, issue of of revealing this closed door session or any other legal? Uh, activity or actions going back and forth since this
2: time. Um, Yes, yes. And let me add a little bit of a preface to that. So I had recorded this closed meeting, number one, for my own personal protection, but number two, to show the incoming school board members what I have had to deal with uh, over the last, at that point, it was two years, Uh, just to give them an idea of what they might be getting themselves into. Um, in preparation for their new job. Um, So that was that. Before uh, they took office, I played it for them. They were disgusted by it just as everyone else was. And that was that. It wasn't until eight months later in August where one of our uh, board members, uh, Miss Robin Rice, who was chairman of the board during the closed meeting that the audience just heard, Uh, One of our board members, Robin Rice, decided to uh, propose a amendment to our closed meeting policy that stated, if you have been found to have recorded a closed meeting, you can be stripped of your committee assignments. And, you know, at that point, they just kind of reopened up the whole case Mm -hmm. that I thought was just closed. I wasn't going to use it for any type of political purposes. I just wanted to use it to show the incoming board members what they were going to have to experience. So I hotly contested that policy. And, you know, even Mrs. Rice lied to the public about the reasonings behind that policy. Um, but ultimately, the policy was passed and I was stripped of my committee assignments. Mm. Um not good. I was on the student disciplinary committee as well as the safety committee. And just from my perspective, the previous member on the safety committee, um, her name was Miss Anita, Anita Parker. She's one of the candidates that lost. She was on that committee for about 20 years. And the thing is, when I when I got onto that committee, it was in shambles. It was absolutely. And that to, to talk about safety committee being in shambles very unorganized in today's day and age, you know that is the number one thing, in my opinion, that families are concerned about, uh, whether their children are going to be safe within the public schools or not. And you know, I had a lot of drive and motivation to really improve that. We implemented a lot of safety uh, measures uh, in our schools. And you know, what is a shame is that you know I'm no longer on the safety committee. Um, We actually have a vote at tomorrow's board meeting, which is the first public meeting that they have allowed citizen comment um, since the court case, which I'll get into. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, once the policy was passed that allowed the school board the opportunity to strip me of my committee assignments. I made it publicly known that I had the recording. I released that Facebook video and I also sent a re- the copy of the recording to the entire school board in an effort to have the recording played during one of our school board meetings. They didn't like that. They spent a lot of money on the attorney to try and maneuver Robert's rules of order to get me to not be able to play the recording. Well, they, they were successful. I was not able to play the recording, uh, partly because we don't really have a parliamentarian that really knows anything about the job. Mm. Uh, perhaps that's on purpose. Uh, who knows? But um, I released the recording and I asked the public, hey, if you want to know what is going on behind closed doors, you need to submit a Freedom of Information Act request for a copy of this recording. It is a public record and you as a citizen in Virginia have the right to request access to public records. So at that point, there was about 40 or 50 uh, constituents that requested the public record and they were all denied. So under the Virginia Freedom of Information Act, if you are denied a public record, the record holder must state the explicit exempted reason why the records are being exempted, exempted. Now, there is a lot of good reasons to exempt a public record. Um, for instance, um, if if it's a child scholastic record, right? Nobody other than the, the child and the family should have access to that information. It's legally protected information. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, let's just say in an, an employee personnel file, you know, I think that that is you know, in a lot of cases, very private information that is between the employee and the employer. Uh, But in this case, the exemption that they cited was that it was a uh, recording or a record that was produced within a closed meeting. So it was very dubious, the exemption and it, it is it's an exemption that is extremely rarely used. Um, So they denied the 40 to 50 exemptions. And I started asking questions. Why is this being denied? Um, Well, I asked, okay, well, did we even have our attorney take a look at this? They denied the records request for everybody without even playing the recording for our attorney. Our vice chairman lied in a public meeting and said that the attorney listened to the recording before he made his judgment. And uh, afterwards, I asked for more information. Lo and behold, they could not provide it. I actually uh, got a confession from our vice chairman that she lied. Um, Absolutely abhorrent. Absolutely abhorrent. Well, The way that these people behave is very clandestine. Uh, They walk in secrecy.
0: It's just like I said, it's embarrassing. If I were caught doing something like that, I'd be just embarrassed, humiliated and shamed. But these people perhaps have no shame at this point. Now, how much of this was elicited by, you know, I brought this up in my opening monologue before bringing you in about critical race theory and the transgender ideology and their agenda at the scholastic level of, of these minors wanting to promote butchery and chemical castration or chemical alteration.
2: So, I think that in terms of their animosity towards me, um that is one thing that we really utilized in the 2021 campaign. Uh here in Virginia as as you and the audience knows, you know, we went from a Democratic governor, Ralph Northam, to a conservative governor, uh, Glenn Youngkin. And the number one issue was education. I believe that Glenn Youngkin won because of education and the horrendous things that went on on the Loudoun County School Board. Um, And so when we go back to the uh, transgender policies, Gloucester ultimately did adopt transgender policies. Here was the problem. The state of Virginia the General Assembly passed a law requiring school boards to adopt uh, a policy either consistent or more comprehensive than a model policy by promulgated by the Virginia Department of Education. Well, the Virginia Department of Education decided to come up with a model policy that said, uh, boys and girls can share the same bathrooms, locker rooms, showers, mm-hmm. hotel rooms on overnight field trips, Staff had to respect uh, students' preferred pronouns, and there wasn't any type of uh, even uh, verification. You could be one, you could be one gender one day, and another gender the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely absurd. Yeah.
0: Well, and gender of the week club or the day club—you can change <laughs> it on, at will. Uh, and, you know, I, I would recognize and acknowledge what you're saying about Virginia too, the Loudoun County, especially what transformed there. Uh, because of this, uh, my friend Jonathan Emord, who I hope that you'll know, if you don't know yet, he's running for the United States Senate, Virginia, to displace Tim Kaine in the next election cycle. He is the leading candidate uh, to go up against Kaine. Uh, he's running as a Republican. He's a constitutional attorney. And uh, if you, he's on this show every Thursday. And you're in Virginia. And if you're not aware of him, go to Emord4VA.com, Emord, F-O-R-V-A dot com and uh, support him in all the upcoming events. A big part of it, he hosted big events related to what was going on in Loudon County on CRT and now the transgender ideology. So you're not alone there, Darren. Uh, it's unfortunate that they hold a, a majority and probably a, a majority view as I pointed out. The danger of democracy is you know, you got two oncologists and a homeopath voting on how to treat you your cancer and you know who's gonna win that in a majoritarian rule scenario. Where's the defense of individual liberty? Where's the defense of the liberty of children not to be butchered and uh, pharmaceutically altered before they're adults you know, on something that is not even a quote unquote vi- valid or viable disease that has an objective test to determine it. You know, a woman, a little girl could be a tomboy and they say, well, don't you wanna be a boy, right? It's just bizarre where they've taken this. It's not even close to, to sane and rational.
2: It, it is a truly dangerous ideology. And I actually spoke with Mr. E. today. He was in Gloucester. And uh, so, yeah, I, I do support him. He's the right man for the job. Um, with regards to the transgender policies in Gloucester County, what makes it so egregious is that the school board only passed a policy that said we do not discriminate against transgender children. But you would have to read all of the private emails that we received from our attorney to understand what that actually meant. So to the average person, nobody could know that it meant all of those things that the Virginia Department of Education uh, proposed. It it was very sad, very secretive. And honestly, it took me making a public service announcement via Facebook uh, to, let the message out because nobody would have known about it had i not done that uh the view uh, the video ultimately ended up getting about five thousand or so views and shortly afterwards i pressured the school board to conduct a town hall Um, the funny thing is they did not they rejected it to host a town hall the first time i brought it up Uh, but then the folks in the audience kind of got a little rowdy and um, then I brought it back up to the floor in that same meeting, and and it was unanimous. We hosted a town hall. There was about two hundred and fifty or so people that attended that know? town hall.
0: Because there's a lot of anger, rightly so, and animosity on this issue, uh, and and yet, um, you know, like you withstood an assault in that private, quote unquote, closed meeting and didn't respond with violence, even though they were throwing words at you that would elicit you know, we'd call them fighting words back in the day. Uh, and yet who are the adults in the room? How did that uh, town hall transpire? How did it go?
2: Uh, well, there was a lot of political spin, yeah. a lot of political spin at the very beginning of the meeting. The chairman, uh, came out with this, um, uh, it was a PowerPoint presentation, basically putting a lot of spin on everything, uh, things that was not true. Um, essentially trying to diminish the uh, impact that I had on the community by informing them about what was actually going on. Uh, it was a bunch of promises that they made. Oh, no, both we're going to have parental involvement before we do anything, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's a bunch of lip service. Mm-hmm. It, it is a bunch of lip service, especially when we have in our curriculum uh, that I did not support, by the way. It's a social emotional learning program called Second Step. And basically, it's it's almost taking the, the role of the parent uh, in terms of teaching children uh, certain types of behaviors. Um, so if you go on this uh, website for Second Step, you, you, the viewers are going to want to write this down, because in Virginia, it's almost across the board in all divisions. And social-emotional learning is something that is going across the entire country. It's being pushed by the National School Boards Association, the Teachers Union, and this is how they're slipping critical race theory into the door. Um, if you go on their website and look at the uh, additional resources that teachers can use, it is totally in su- support of uh, you know transgender healthcare, gender-affirming healthcare, um, it is in support. Literally, you can find links to critical uh, what, race what theory. About
0: the the term or it's Orwellian. Gender affirming healthcare. It's like, what does that even mean? You're born a boy. You're born a girl. We want to affirm that. No, no, no. We want to affirm that you're not that. <laughs> We're on affirm that there's no such thing as gender. Uh, it's just uh, as as far out and bizarre as this. Planet has become, and much less, you know, the politics of of the leftist, uh, collectivist, reductionist, uh, socialist, Marxist, communist have become dividing the culture along the lines of denying uh, physiological and genetic realities. I don't dispute that or that there are you know people there are people that have dysphoria. It exists, although I think a lot of it's artificially induced by a lot of the things we're exposed to environmentally and chemically, but also. The programming of their minds, these young minds, the vulnerability that they have at young ages to believe things that aren't real and become real for them, and then as you point out, the social emotional learning is basically another name for CRT, you know, race based uh, so called indoctrination. Uh, I am so grateful that uh, you know of Jonathan to support him. Jonathan Moore just sent a message of saying hello and thank you, Darren, for for your support. Uh, but we've got to break this cycle of insanity, and and the question is, your county and your area, Gloucester. Uh, majority uh, conservative. Uh, do you have anybody running the next cycle so that you can display some of these Looney Tunes that believe in racial, uh, you know, superiority tests in, in, in uh, discrimination against, uh, you know, genders that used to be considered male or female. Do you have some people that are going to run that might tip the scales finally?
2: Oh, absolutely. We're not letting any seed go unfilled. Okay. Um, I, I think that we will be very successful in this election, you know, by the grace of God, I have a vast amount of support uh, in this county. And you know, I have put my reputation on the line. Mm -hmm. The way that I look at it is I came here to do a job. And you know, I'm not going to be one to violate my own beliefs. I'm not going to be one that has to look myself in the mirror every night and be ashamed of myself uh, for caving to someone else's desires. I believe that my views Uh, represent the vast majority of the community's views. I do believe in public participation. Uh, Since I've been on the board uh, here in Gloucester, public participation has definitely increased. We'd still love to see a lot more public participation because Mm -hmm. almost nobody attends these meetings. Nobody really knows what's going on. And, you know, it's it's by design. It really is. When I first got on this board, we were meeting at like five o'clock uh, which is not conducive to anyone being no, able no, to, attend. At you know, it, it took two years for us to be able to have meetings at six o'clock now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Darren, real quick, cause got to wrap up, uh, but I appreciate your, your candor, your, your forthrightness on all of this. And you're, you know, you're sharing some very important issues. A lot of our audience are very keenly interested in, or just many of them shaking their heads. So they couldn't believe what they heard in that audio either. Uh, how can they support? I mean, if they're in Gloucester, obviously we want them running for school board, or supporting and showing up at these meetings and letting their voice be heard anything else we need to know
2: um yes yes so i guess real quick how long do i have here two three minutes
0: two or three minutes yeah then i got to wrap it up okay
2: great great so i'd love it for you to visit my website www.vote the number four and then post com. i'm in the process of building it please we're going to need a lot of money um, I'm probably going to end up spending about eighty dollars to $90,000 on this school board race for a job that pays $6,000 a year. I truly believe uh, from the bottom of my heart that we will take this school board and it will be a 6-to-1 majority. And I truly believe that we will implement conservative policies that will benefit everyone and that we will be a role model for school boards all across Virginia and all across the country to actually change our failing system of education because it's just not working. The kids, they're getting pushed along in the system. They're graduating without knowing the fundamental concepts and skills to be able to have a successful job, to hold a job down, to to even learn more. And it all needs to change. We need to fight back. And we need to fight back now and fight back hard because I'm afraid that if we don't do it now, if they win, if they push the envelope more and more to the left, we may never be able to recover. And it's everyone's children that we're talking about here, the most vulnerable and impressionable of us. And we need to do everything in our power to protect them. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. the support. Please visit my website. And um, if you feel led, please go ahead and, and donate. Uh, we'll have everything updated here very soon.
0: We have it linked up in the show notes at robertscoutbell.com. Darren, I hope that we'll get some updates from you as the selection comes closer. And uh, if there are any more hijinks high, high of the variety we heard, uh, please, we'll be happy to to play them on on the air here. I appreciate what you're doing and what you're withstanding and the dignity with which you're standing as well to not subject uh, or or, let's say, lower your response to their level.
2: Well, I appreciate it. And thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bell, for having me on the show. And, you know, I look forward to speaking with you again soon.
0: All right, Darren. Thanks for being on board. Links are up in the show notes, including to uh, his website. If you want to support him uh, to go back in as uh, uh, part of that school board and uh, break the cycle of uh, indoctrination of these children, at least to some degree, uh, I think that'd be great. Uh, Super D, I, I, I heard it and I still, you know, we played it. And I was still going, dude, these are adults. They're the. Wow. I mean, your parents, yeah. your parents should be slapping them upside the head and I'm not inducing, um, uh, inciting violence, but as a parent raising your kid, I think they, they missed something about discipline and those children waking, growing up to be part of the school board. And not yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're the ones that are supposed to be paving the way and, and, and creating a, uh, you know, an environment for these children to be able to learn and grow and mature. And they, right. it seems like they've regressed. Yeah. For one reason or, or another, but
0: yeah. All right. Well, we got one more story here real quick. I, I think we had a few minutes before we got a break, but um, this is the price of health, right? The price of health. What does it cost? And there's an article on medical express. Uh, I would say cost versus health. Honestly, uh, when food shoppers are choosing a uh, price, if they have, you know, the weighing out the health issue and the price issue, they're choosing price. Uh, it's a new study, consumer shopping habits, When faced with a choice, lower prices or healthier foods, they will choose lower prices. Now, if you are of uh, limited economic means, you may not have much of an option uh, at that point. At At the same time, what or how much do you value quality when it comes to food, when it comes to health? I mean, are we dealing with a misunderstanding of what is important and healthy and what is not? Uh, I, I've, you know, come to this conclusion over many years, and many of you do agree. And if you disagree, let me know. But uh, one of the worst things we did in the 20th century to destroy our health is to abandon the consumption of fat. Yeah, you heard me, and it's like that moment on Jerry Doyle when I said, "If you want to lose weight, you know what to do," and he just like pregnant pause, eat more fat. We are so not satiated because we are so afraid of consuming fat now. Granted, the fat I'm talking about is from clean, organic quality sources. Uh, it's not heavily omega-6 vegetable oil fat. It's about the fats that, you know, s- sustain us, that provide the energy that we need, that, without which we crave more carbohydrates and simple sugars that are driving us into things like obesity, diabetes, etc., neurological degradation, inflammation, so much craving that we can never control our hunger because we're never satiated. And the need for fat has never been more, I think, obvious and apparent. Now, fat and proteins, excuse me, could be considered a little bit more expensive than the subsidized uh, refined flours, refined sugars, cellophane-wrapped foods that are not foods. Uh, Again, this is uh, astonishing. Now. Um, This study, again, just talks about when given the choice, if you're on food stamps or WIC uh, support and you're given this limited budget, you know, what are you going to spend it on? You want more calories because maybe you don't understand the need for more calorie dense nutrition and how that would support you and your efforts to be healthy over the cheap stuff, if you will. They've artificially lowered the price of food that's not really food while making it seem more expensive to eat really healthily. Yet, <clears throat> what's the cost? Again, coming back to um, the, the what's the farmer's name now? I'm just uh, Joel Salatin. You know, if you think organic food is expensive, have you priced cancer lately? I'll leave it at that. We got the bonus round coming up. Super Don, how much time do I have before I say, you know what I say at the end of every hour for our friends on Brideon.tv? Uh, on the
1: countdown. We're out at 55, so.
0: Oh, uh, 10 seconds. Good Lord. So if you want more of the Robert no pressure. Hill Show, besides <laughs> our Brideon.tv simulcast, come on over to robertscottbell.com 24-7. You can plug in, and I remind you that the power to heal is yours. Oh, hey, it's the Hey, ho. What's happening, my brother?
1: What's going on?
0: What do you call the windscreen on these things? Yeah. Windscreen, okay. Because I, I was... Uh... here. you want mine? Oh, yeah, there's yours. Now, I've had a windscreen, but it's really big. I wanted to see if there's something like a little... Dude,
1: that's the thing with yours. Oh, wow. I sound just a bit louder, don't I?
0: Right, exactly.
1: Hopefully, my, my level, by the way, is is better now. I, yep. I, I made an adjustment. Um, if ever that is the case, feel free in the chat room to let me know yeah because uh you know it's kind of like you know when, when your your best friend has a booger hanging out of their nose and you're like you know it's like yeah oh, i don't want to say something like that that'd be embarrassing but the, you know right. then they walk around all day with a booger hanging out of their nose they'd appreciate it if you'd mention right. if, if so like the booger in the nose if if the uh, microphone is too loud yeah. let me know let me know you're 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 doing me a a great favor
0: yes so anyway if there's something that's a a slender or narrower one because the one i used to have yeah. Oh, yeah. like
1: yeah this is kind head. of a normal one the one that you had was just like
0: yeah i don't know it's bigger if in your head The one for the re20 i'll order it uh that's fine. Yeah,
1: they sell them on amazon i'll find one for you
0: anyway i i don't want to diminish the the levels because it seems like the levels defer to a louder super don and a, and a, and a quieter rsb for some reason and i think it's a plot super don wants to take over the world but you know, other I
1: don't. only only on Fridays when when Bolden's here,
0: right? And, and I loved it, dude. I'm telling you, the Bolden- really you
1: don't feel like I'm like like uh, stepping on your toes or they
0: call it bow guarding, right? <laughs> you heard that term?
1: Of course, I've heard that before.
0: I Don't know what the origin of that is. but I remember you don't. It.
1: You want me to tell you what it is? Okay. Well, okay. I honestly, I don't know what where the origin of the of the the term came from, but I know what it applied to. Yeah. And that was when you were you were sitting around with your friend smoking a joint, and if you were sitting there like you know hitting on the joint a bunch of times before Not passing it on, you were bogarding the joint.
0: Yeah, that's my question: is why is it called bogarding? I learned about that. I think I don't know we at the uh, cannabis cup the first year. Okay, when it went all legal. I heard that. I'm like, I I didn't know. I'm naive about a lot of this stuff, uh, but I don't know the origin of the use of the word bogard or bogarding in that regard. So anyway. Uh, on Sunday, I'm sorry, on Friday, was when uh, Michael Bolden's on, Super Don kind of takes over and just directs it. And I'm like, and this is sincere as the day is long, Super Don. I love it. I, I'm like, okay, it, okay. it's fun for me to have. A, I could just kind of kick back and just enjoy the 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 beautiful conversation that uh, that ensues. And you really, you know, st- uh, stimulate.
1: I just, I don't know what it is, but I just, when whenever he's on, I feel compelled to, I don't know. Yeah. suddenly I, I take on a different persona. But, uh, all right, so according to what I just looked at here, it originated in the 1960s. Oh. Senses of selfishness and excess evolved from the original 1960s use, meaning keep a joint in the mouth instead of passing it on. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess 1960s.
0: Okay. They still don't say why the term It Bogart. doesn't say
1: Bogart, though. You're right, though.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Origin of the word Bogart. Word histories. Uh, Let's see. Dennis Eskow gave the following explanation. Don't Bogart that joint, my friend, pass it over to me. It was the opening line of a rock song recorded by the Holy Modal Rounders in 1968. Okay. So it's something that originated in a rock song. Right. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. why did they call it Bogart? I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's kind of weird. So we still don't haven't solved the mystery. If no,
1: the mystery. ten thousand bonus points to somebody that finds it. We'll okay. put that out there. Who wants to find out the origin of the word Bogart? Okay, all right. This is important stuff. You know, we, I mean,
0: yeah, I think Diana says this uh, Humphrey Bogart. That's what I think in the twentieth century. That's the most famous Bogart. You know, I'm like, what yeah, but know? he
1: wasn't known. Well, maybe he was, and we just don't know. Maybe he was a pothead, and we didn't know.
0: Look at what Leslie says about e Fridays, no Thursday. Bolden Fridays are just as great as e Thursdays. In other words, Leslie likes it when I talk less. Oh,
1: well. Heck, is that an is that a
0: an insulter? No, I don't know. Look at she has a new podcast tomorrow coming out, Leslie.
1: A new one. She had one just uh, came out over the weekend. I think it, it was a Saturday.
0: Talking about the July event.
1: On and Saturday, she had a. Uh, um, an episode that came up that was uh, honoring uh, her 18th wedding anniversary.
0: Happy anniversary. Yes. All right.
1: And so who a new made, one coming out.
0: Who made the pie for the anniversary?
1: Ula needs needs to get on it.
0: Ula is like slacking off. They are, her her and, slacking. and Mark are slacking
1: off. Uh, Leslie's just not
0: traveling. Yeah, uh, Ula, Just if you're listening, get on it. We want some more podcasts from you. Stay at home mom <laughs> is whooping you in a good way. But y- yeah, you and Mark are amazing preacher and the Polish girl. We look forward to your next episode as well on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network. You like my shirt today? Uh, oh, it's a kiss shirt. By the way, Melissa says you're still too loud. What? Yeah, I'm telling you. I know you can't hear it, Super Don. You've got to trust trust the feedback. For whatever reason, it's way different than you think the reading is. And okay, I,
1: I I have turned it way down now.
0: Now it sounds sort of better.
1: It, <laughs> okay. So it sounds better this low, really
0: You're not? Yeah. You're I,
1: not. No, here's here's the weird thing: when I get the podcast, when I get the audio, yeah, to put the podcast together, my audio's super low on the podcast, it's and so I have stupid. to fix it.
2: Hmm.
1: So what what I'm what I'm yeah, gathering here awesome. is that the audio on the live broadcast. Mm-hmm is different than what's being recorded
0: Yeah, for the podcast. It's weird, but why would it boost your audio over mine? This is a mystery. I don't know. I don't know either.
1: Laura, Lori just dropped a URL in the chat room that's about 10 miles long.
0: What is that for? It's
1: the world's largest. URL? URL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is that? oh it's a link to the term bogart okay maybe she found the answer to that Lori did
1: oh okay that's what it is so well i can't click on it i mean it won't let me uh do anything with it
0: it won't let you click on it
1: no let me see if I. it's on on. facebook
0: no it only shows you you're right i have
1: to go to facebook to to grab it hold on carry on
0: carry on carry on i don't know what to carry on about I'm going to talk to uh, Jonathan. He's calling a, a quarter after, so I know we've got a limit on the uh, bonus.
1: Oh, round. okay, short bonus round.
0: Yeah, but oh, well till 15 after. It's not super short, but yeah, we usually go to the 20, 25 after. That's just okay,
1: so, guys. Confirm, confirm for me. Yeah, if this sounds okay to you guys, now
0: our levels, you mean? I
1: have I've turned turned mine way down. I can go lower if I need to, but
0: I've, I'm just a little above unity right now on the on the board. Well, see, that's that's deceptive, though. Is it?
1: it is um Great. like i said the you know the levels that we look at on here are different from what we would have on, a, on an actual broadcast board okay but i've got my my uh i'm down to 40 db on my thing when typically i was i was like at 50 before and that was normal at one time wow i don't know what's changed
0: how's it sound y'all get See, now,
1: according to leslie she says i've sounded fine all day
0: right uh uh, it's just, so now i i'm I'm like i'm I'm good for some people and fine. in my my ear you're like that's a balanced good place to be right now that's what I hear so. all right mm. anywho okay so Dj Katie is talking about Humphrey Bogart's cigarette in old movies so maybe that's the reference point using that visual of the 20th century what Bogart did with cigarettes in movies
1: okay yeah interesting anyways all right so happy monday yeah what do we got going on the rest of the week let's mm-hmm. take a look here real quick
0: upcoming events or uh <laughs> what's coming up on the show on the show ah okay so
1: tomorrow we've got yoni Witten will be coming on to talk about how to deal with pain in a natural way uh morley robbins will be with us in hour two We
0: yeah it's been a while we have a great time
1: Wednesday, we've got Ginger Taylor. Mm-hmm. who will be back to talk. About, I think a new website that she's got coming out and a new project right. she's working on. Excellent. Uh, we might have Ty Bollinger. I don't know. We'll see if he has time for us or not. Yeah. On Wednesday, we'll have you more on Thursday as usual. Dr. Naomi Wolf returns an hour two.
0: Dude. That, yeah. That's great. I just enjoy her. So uh, that'll be fun. She's just been slaying it intellectually with her PhD. She's using it for a good, good purpose. Uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf back on the show. That'll be fun. And then
1: the 16th, I'm going to the beach. So, screw you guys. I'm going home.
0: I'm going to the beach.
1: I'm going to the beach.
0: So if anybody wants to uh, uh, pre-record something for Friday, we can do that, or we can do an encore on Friday uh, for the sake of Super D. Uh, Then I I, I want to do a Sunday conversation at least for Sunday the uh, 18th. That's Father's Day. We can talk a Father's Day topic, whatever. But uh, that's coming up. Let's see. I mentioned, on Monday, the 19th, a week from today, this is first airing uh, the live version of this show today on the 12th of June, 2023, Dr. Kenneth Oliver, uh, neurologist of the chiropractic variety, but he's an egghead. You'll appreciate him. If you're an egghead, this guy has researched as much as most, what we call allopathic neurologists in terms of the science that he studied, but bringing it out with a different model. So it's holistic, not toxic. Uh, that's going to be fun. And we'll talk, we may be able to talk tonight as well. And then we've we got Michelle Lee, we've got Philip Meese, Jacob Boyens, so many more people I don't even know yet <clears throat> we'll get together with. And, yeah, that's what I see for now. Bolden's back on the 23rd, according to this. Depending on what's happening on the 24th, we may have some changes to upcoming events as well.
1: Right. Um yeah and there's actually some online webinars and stuff like that that are coming up that I need to get up there as well. One of them went into the um newsletter this morning the liver and gallbladder rescue masterclass. Mm-hmm. Uh is one that went out in the newsletter today but I'll get that updated on the website. Very cool. I'm All listening right. to myself on this.
0: Are you okay? Coming back.
1: It sounds, sounds fine to me.
0: Oh, now it sounds good to me. I, I don't know. I think it should be fine. Um, any feedback from anybody on rumble today? I don't know. Nobody said, well,
1: it says Lori's saying you both sound great.
0: Okay. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think about the, the, uh, the price versus health scenario? Right. I've always talked about what is it that you value recognizing that there are people on fixed incomes and it makes it very difficult based on the math to make decisions that are uh, in favor of their health. But I just seem, it seems to be like pretty expected, right? If you're, if you're on fixed income and you're chill, you, you got your choice between cheap food, food that's supposed to be healthy for you. That's more expensive then more people would choose the cheap food because they think, well,
1: makes fine. sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I get it.
0: How uh, has your experience with food and your family's experience with food changed since, you know, you learn, Again, the value of food, as far as you know, versus cheap, just for cheap's sake.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got done way better than it was before I started working with you, uh, because it just makes, you know, I mean, how could it not?
0: What I'm saying, the value, how you perceive food, its value, right? Changed. Oh that yeah. You, you go. I'm going to emphasize a little bit more than I would have in the past to say. Yeah, it seems more expensive, but I think it's a worthwhile investment versus, oh, no, that's just ridiculous. You know, that's just for elite people, you know.
1: Well, it's not. <laughs> it's not for elite people. I mean, there are ways to figure it out. Yeah. There are. Um, It's, it might, I don't know. I guess it depends on what your, your, uh, your food budget is like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I listen, some people are in some really tough situations, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you know, if it's a choice between crisis, you know, averting some kind of crisis situation, you got to eat, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, I don't think it's a thing where if somebody was like really down and out and they they were starving and they had a dollar and they decided to go get a burrito mm-hmm. from Taco Bell or starve, yeah. you know, you'd be like, oh well, no, you're you're that's just you should starve. No, you know, you do what you got to do, but you know, as as your situation improves. Then you figure out ways to, you know, to, well, here's a, here's a good example. like for me and our situation here at home, Mm -hmm. uh, hectic, ridiculous schedules. Okay. And we try and cook as much as we can, but between my wife's schedule, especially now because she started a a new career, um, and she's just like hammered, you know, and and just busy and stuff like that. And, you know, my schedule's nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what we what we've did is we shopped around and we found these these food services uh delivery uh, meal delivery services <coughs> and there it used to be they would just send you just food you know yeah. but as time has gone on you've, there other companies have come around where they are offering these types of services with clean food organic and and farm to table you know and stuff like that where they basically either a They will package all the ingredients for the meals for you, send it to you in a box, Mm -hmm. and you put all the stuff in your refrigerator, and it's got like recipe cards for these meals, and then you can take the ingredients and and cook to make the meals, and it saves you the hassle of having to go and shop and all that stuff and source it. They do it for you. And then there's other ones, like the one we were using recently, where they actually made the food (laughs) and put it in these containers and sent it to you. See, they actually sent you a meal, and all you had to do is warm it up and eat it. You know, and th- that's really convenient. Now, we don't do that every night, but we use that to fill in the gaps in the times when things are just nuts and we just need to grab something and, you know, want to sit there and cook, you know, and stuff like that. You're I'm exhausted for the day.
0: The, uh, the classic case, you know, you and uh, your wife both work. Now, your wife works outside of the home. right? right. The and it it does make it very difficult to maintain, you know, the, the function of cooking every meal yeah. at home. Right. And having it, yeah.
1: Especially if you if, had a long day and it's like the idea of spending a couple hours and making dinner is just like, right. don't want to do it, but you mm-hmm. still want to eat decently, you know, yeah. for 150 bucks a month, if you could cover five of your seven meals for the, for the week.
0: Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's really.
1: pretty good. Right. Yeah, That's not bad really. I mean, you would spend, especially with the price of food right now, mm-hmm. uh, you would be spending that much if not more. And, and so, you know, we found one that's called eat clean to go. eat clean to go.com. Um, and it's a
0: program. We can promote them if you like. They
1: don't. Yeah, they don't, but you know, and we're, we're trying trying out a couple other ones as well, but very good.
0: Yeah. Very good. Anyway. So that's the difficulty. And of course, Leslie's talking about, you know, having six girls and, and her husband, James and, that are pretty much gluten-free and organic. Can you imagine the the price monthly price of food for them? Now, they also have set up a homestead. We all hope to learn a lot from them when we go to the RSP Family Union. We need to get her on after her podcast breaks for the upcoming, she's going to talk a little bit more about it. And she says she wants to interview some folks that are going to be speaking at it. So we'll all learn why we want to be there. But, you know, growing your own food is like printing your own money. We have, uh, we've got a good good start this summer. I mean, it's not summer technically yet. If you're in Florida, you've been in summer for a while, but, uh, we've got a good start on growing food this year. We're going to have be a, a little bit more food abundant than we were the past years. Each year, we try to get a little bit better. And we, this year we're planting more potatoes than we have in the past. You know, those are calorie dense kind of foods as well carry a little bit more I was,
1: I was at my brother and brother-in-law my sister's brother-in-law's uh over the weekend we went mm-hmm. to visit and he's got a compost uh bin mm-hmm. where he throws the stuff in there and uh he went out you know, he was showing me the yard because he's done some stuff with the garden he's got a garden going there and stuff and yeah in the compost bin they'd thrown some potatoes in there mm-hmm. and they ended up growing in the compost bin yep. <laughs> and he was yep. like well i'm just gonna let him grow you know i mean so like, why not it's it's his compost do but that's pretty much how you plant potatoes, is it? it? Isn't like a like a wedge of potatoes that you stick in the ground? Yeah,
0: you can put a whole potato in if you buy organic ones from the grocery okay. store. They start budding out. You can just plant them. Uh, you, you know, you can get a barrel to do it. There are, there are potato sacks, like you can grow just in sacks of dirt, put them in, in the potatoes and it'll grow. So there are a lot of ways that you can uh, reduce your, let's say, expenditures should you be economically challenged like everybody. Most people are a little bit nowadays with the inflation going on. So I just again continue to encourage I hope everybody took part of the free uh webinar thing that uh, Marjorie Wildcraft was doing on f- last Friday Saturday hopefully y'all signed up for that and continue to learn how to do better each each season and while we have this lull in whatever that we I pray you know one of the prayers is that we t- we t- Take the opportunity to do the things we're all learning about and not wait for, oh, I think I'll put it off another season because it's not here yet. It's like, no, if you're trying to wait until it's here, you're done. It's too late. The practice has to be now. And so uh, I hope everybody's growing something. And I know some people are in like condos or whatever, and it's hard, but uh, just maybe community gardens, uh, connected with permaculture groups. There's a lot of things that you can do to outreach locally and find other people that think like you or you want to think like them. So keep reaching out. All so right, you got to run, huh? Yeah, Jonathan Emord's calling right now. So okay. let me say hello. Hey, Jonathan, hold on. I'm signing off the show right now. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for being here. We'll see you back here, God willing, less than 22 hours from now. Super Don, take it away. And uh, God bless y'all.
1: I don't know. Take it away. I'm going to give it away. All right. Give it away. Give it away now. All right, you guys. Have a good afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow.